Hey friends, welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. And it is the month of March, which means we are starting a new book. And for this month, I am reading through Do More Better, A Practical Guide to Productivity by Tim Challies. I don't know if you are familiar with Tim Challies, but he is a Christian. He is a popular blogger in evangelical circles. His website is Tim Challies, T-I-M-C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. And he has a lot of valuable information there. He Not only does he do his own writing, but he also references or has links to other articles as well that are might be worth uh, considering. I think he even compiles a list of good articles to read. Uh, for people to consider and he has book reviews as well and I, I used to frequent his his website not so much anymore not for any particular reason I don't think another thing that I find valuable in his in his website is that he has uh, that he does have a a list of commentaries uh, that he recommends for each book of the Bible and so if you just go to his website, you just search, say, commentaries on Ecclesiastes, then uh, you'll see a, a, a link to, uh, to an article he's written or a blog he's written where he lists five or six commentaries on the book of Ecclesiastes. And he has a pretty brief review, a brief uh, synopsis on each commentary and so and with links to Amazon and different websites. And so... I have always found that really helpful when trying to figure out, hmm, what would be a good commentary on this particular book of the Bible? So I go to his website and search it there, and I have found that to be really, really valuable. I haven't been able to find anything else like it uh, in the internet that has a list of best commentaries. There, There's probably one out there, but I, I appreciate his his list because they're pretty concise. And they tell you exactly what you need to know, and then you can go and, and, and buy it or whatever. So anyways, I, I enjoy reading books on productivity in large part because I don't think I am all that productive. And I always think that there's room, room for improvement in, in my personal productivity. And I enjoy the subject, and I just want to be more efficient with my time. So... I thought that it might be helpful uh, for you as well to consider a book on personal productivity from a Christian's perspective. And that I find pretty helpful because in uh, actually all of the books that I have written and I've uh, not that I've written that I've read and I've read many books on productivity, but his is the only one that I'm come that I've come across that is from a Christian. So. I was eager to pick this up and just to see, just to see his insight and what he might, and what way he might be, he might be different from, from other writers on the on this particular subject. And it is very different for sure from the very beginning. And this is what I appreciate about the book is that he doesn't immediately go into practical steps on productivity. That's for later on in the book, but he begins by helping us, helping the reader to set a good foundation. And he does this because, and may, you may have found this yourself, is that he doesn't want to sort of immediately get into the practical steps because he doesn't think that that's helpful. From his own personal experience, he has he has 
sort of try in his lifetime uh, to implement different strategies and and be more efficient with his time and be more productive, but they didn't last very long. Instead, he found it helpful to start a, to start forming a foundation, and thinking about what is productivity, why should I be productive, as a way to not only think of productivity from a Christian perspective, but also as uh, a way, as a way to motivate you and encourage you, and to sort of your, set your sights on a uh, on a vision for your personal productivity, and I think that makes sense because I think that lends itself to 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 continuing in this process of personal productivity, and so that it's not something that is short sighted, it's not something that just is is temporary. Uh, these they're not just sort of quick fixes. But starting at the ground, uh, uh, starting at the very beginning, laying the foundation, casting a vision, helping to helping us to realize or to understand why do we want to be productive, and let that drive us to be more productive. So he begins by 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 just talking about a or presenting a productivity catechism. He begins with questions like, "Well, why why did God create you?" And what did God create you for? And those are very helpful questions uh, for sure. And he talks about what are good works. And this is important in his definition of productivity. Or what does it mean to be productive? And he talks about uh, sin and, and things like that. So it's very it's short and the chapters are very short, but it's a very short catechism. But let's sort of get right down to it. How would Tim Challies define productivity? He defines productivity as effectively stewarding your gifts, talents, time, energy, and enthusiasm for the good of others and the glory of God. Now, for the good of others, that's something that is that's very different. Already, he's he is setting himself apart from any other person who's written on the subject that doesn't come at it from a Christian worldview. So I do appreciate that, uh, this emphasis on the good of others. We want to be productive because we want to do good for others. We want to be productive and efficient with our time, energy, resources, because we want to be able to do good for others. But then this gets into sort of what is your purpose, the purpose of your life, and how do you glorify God? And, and he would agree, as Christians have throughout all of Christian history and consistent with the Westminster Catechism, that is that, you know, why did God make you? And that is to glorify God. And I think that is certainly affirmed throughout all of Scripture. God saves his people for his own glory. Everything was made for him, through him, and to him, and to him be glory forever and ever. Everything was made for the glory of God, including you and I. Now, he then gets to the question, well, how do you glorify God? And he answers that question with uh, by by saying that you and I can glorify God in, my, in our day-to-day by doing good works. And... Hence why, and this is why you see this emphasis on the good of others in his definition of productivity. Now, 
this he sees as a as a driving factor behind personal productivity. Why do you want to be productive? Why should you be productive? Because not only do you want to glorify God, but you want to do good for others. And in fact, actually, he sort of reverses that order that uh, if you want to glorify God, you do it by doing good to others. You doing good to others will glorify God. And so I want to be personally, I want to be productive with my time, energy, strength, abilities, resources in order to do good for others. And in this way, I glorify God. I'd have to push back. I think I I would have to disagree at, at some level. So here's where I would disagree. He says that we should be productive for the good of others. And that is how we glorify God. And how do we glorify God? By doing good to others, by good works. And what are good works? This is one of his questions in his catechism. What is a good work? And a good work is any deeds that are done for the benefit of other people and the glory of God. Okay, that is certainly true. However, I think his definition of what it is to glorify God and his definition is of good works is, is not comprehensive enough. And I don't think, and I think his answer to the question, how can I glorify God in, in my day-to-day, and that is by doing good works, I don't think that's comprehensive enough. Yes, we are made for the glory of God. But what about Romans 12, 1 through 2, where it tells us, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your act of spiritual worship. That means that it's not only our good works that glorify God, that is my doing good for other people. It is my simply living my life as a Christian who is dwelled by the Holy Spirit of God. It is uh, my uh, sitting down uh, to read a book. It is my sitting down to study. Uh, that All these things is glorifying to God because I am a living sacrifice that has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are not your own, First Corinthians says. You were bought at a price, therefore glorify God with your body. And so I can certainly glorify God as I say I, I'm exercising. If you are a runner or if you're a biker, you can glorify God by doing those things because you have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ and you are indwelt by the Spirit of God. Not everything you do glorifies God, like, say, sin. That doesn't glorify God, of course. But how about killing sin, mortifying sin? Now, that can benefit others, especially if it's a sin that affects other people. But if I'm killing my own sin, that certainly is glorifying to God. Now, if I am doing a hobby, right? If I if I'm a, if I'm an artist and I'm not necessarily painting something that is for somebody else, I don't, don't intend to give it to somebody else. That certainly can be glorifying God. And so, I think his definition of good uh, of what it means to glorify God, I don't think is comprehensive enough. Uh, I think there are many things that we can do that glorify God that isn't just limited to our doing good works unto other people. Otherwise, if glorifying God is only doing good to others, then then there's a lot of things that we do in our day-to-day that doesn't necessarily glorify God, and it doesn't mean that we're being selfish, right? I, it's how, I don't think it's selfish for me to sit down and, and read a book of fiction that may not necessarily be a Christian book, but I enjoy reading. I enjoy learning through books. And so what is, and so what would, why would that not uh, glorify God? And that certainly isn't a good work unto others. 
And what about the feeling of accomplishment? I mean, you and I are familiar with the feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction when we get through the end of our day and we can say to ourselves, wow, I've had a productive day. This has been a good day. I have used my time efficiently. I did some good work today. I got some things done. Yes, and some of that good work and that productivity might have lended itself for the benefit of others, but you get a sense of accomplishment that you have had a good day and that you have earned your rest. That certainly can be a glorif- a, 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 that could be a feeling uh, that lends itself to glorifying God. And so I don't think that productivity is only for the good of others. It almost kind of seems like he's saying that if productivity, if grow, trying to grow in personal productivity is only about yourself, then it is not glorifying to God because you're not focused on the good of others. But I would, dis- I would disagree with that because I can certainly, I, I, I want to be productive. So say I, I want to avoid, say, <clears throat> watching television. I want to find ways of using my time more efficiently. So maybe I will take up a hobby like, say, mountain biking, or maybe I will uh, take uh, take up a hobby of trying to learn to draw. I'm not necessarily doing that for the good of others. I, I'm, I'm really focusing on myself, to be quite honest. I mean, it's just, it's for my own benefit. I'm trying to uh, find hobbies to occupy my time with. I want to find other, other outlets. And so therefore, I want to be more efficient with my time because otherwise, if I'm not, then I will use my time inefficiently, which might lend itself to just, say, sitting on the couch and watching television every time I don't have something to do. And I think more motivating for personal productivity is not necessarily for the good of others, though I think that can be pretty motivating. I don't think that is totally wrong in wanting to be productive because I want to do more good for others. But what about Romans 12, 1 through 2? What about our being purchased uh, at the cost of Jesus Christ? Like my life is to live, is, uh, is, has been purchased to live for the glory of God. And so because my body, my life has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, because my life is, is, to pu- is supposed to be a, an act of a, a living sacrifice, a continual worship unto the Lord. Therefore, I want to do all that I can to glorify God. I, I want to do, I, I want to use my time more efficiently. I want to be more productive. I want to be able to use my time, energies, talents, gifts, resources, strengths in order to in order to to use the limited time that I have more efficiently. And in this way, I am using what God has given to me in a way that is that is honoring to the Lord, is a good steward of my gifts and talents and such. And and I think that alone can be motivating. Like, I have the Holy Spirit dwelling in me, and so therefore, I should not be lazy with my time. Therefore, I should not be ineffective or inefficient. I I should not spend my life just coasting, but I want to try to plan. I want to try to uh, do, maybe not necessarily do more, because doing more just might lend itself to be much more busy, but not actually being productive. And there's a difference there that we will discuss at a later at a later episode. So I hope that this makes sense. I think I think it's helpful to start at the foundation. I just think that I would start at a different foundation. 
And that being that we are to glorify God. We are living sacrifices. Our lives, our bodies have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, we do not want to use uh, our time inefficiently. We don't want to uh, take advantage of our time. We don't want to pretend as if we have all the time in the world. But no, we uh, our time is limited here on earth. And so therefore, I want to do more with my life. I want to do more with my time. And a lot of that will lend itself to doing good for others. But I think God can be glorified if I just want to go out for a walk that only benefits me. Or if I just want to take up uh, drawing. Or if I want to just sit down and, and read A Tale of Two Cities or, or some other book of fiction. So anyways, I hope that this makes sense. And so we will continue to work through this book and soon we'll get into some more practical things as, as we get further into this book. So hope you found this helpful and yeah, let's think together about how can we be more productive with everything that the Lord has given to us.